All right, welcome back to the Buffalo Bread Podcast. Uh, this is week four, and we're looking at the Bills versus Dolphins uh, after each of those respective teams won their week three matchup. Um, we have a guest co-host with us here today. Steve, our, our resident Dolphins fan, has, has graciously agreed to join. Um, unfortunately, Dan is uh, is under the weather and, and has no voice and um, even reported that his wife... Uh, has stated that this is the most unattractive he's ever sounded. So was not, was not in podcast shape on the injury report as out. How you doing? How you doing, Steve? Yeah, I'm doing good. Thanks JJ for having me. Of course. Um, so for, for tonight's show, we're going to talk, it's, it's Saturday. It's the day before the game. Um, everyone's anxious. We're going to talk about each of our teams prior week. Um, you know, drubbings of their opponents, the dolphins a little bit more than the bills. Uh, and then talk about maybe, you know, this, this coming matchup, things we're excited about, things we're worried about, um, for each of our teams and, uh, and then get some predictions. How's it sound? I'm I'm ready to go. Let's start with you, my friend. Um, well, at first, a little bit of background, Steve and I, and I think we said this on the last pod where you were, you were a guest, uh, we worked together for some time during it, during that time, both, and, and we, we sort of commiserated because at that time, neither the bills nor the dolphins were capable NFL teams, really. I mean, we were, you were in the era of Tannehill, you know, up and down play. Um, I was in the era of like Tyrod Taylor and various other people, journeymen coming through as quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Um, and so both of us, you know, we looked forward to our Bills Dolphins matchup to, to talk a little smack in the office, but yes. it was, yeah, I mean, it was in not fact, a good time. in fact, uh, popped up on my Facebook memories of a bet we made and I had my, Buffalo Bills tie on. Yes. My uh, Buffalo Bills tie. Your Buffalo Bills tie on. Yes. So. Yeah. That was one of the few times I've bet, you know, clothing or like shaving your mustache or some, you know, some random stuff like that. And I actually won that one. And, but I mean, that was, that was drought era Bills and like, you know, Dolphins. The Dolphins claim to fame during that time was that they were like bane of um, the Brady and Patriots, you know existence we thrived at mediocre at 500 that's where we lived for the better part of a decade yeah those rough times but i mean here we are both of our teams seemingly um i'd be shocked if at the end of the year they're both two of the seven seats in the afc playoffs are not bills dolphins um i think that's that's likely um and so kind of let's get into it you know our history is that we're long-suffering fans of teams that have not been very good for for a few decades but are now on the rise and uh and looking good and and nothing looks better than nearly setting an nfl record for scoring in a game like the dolphins did against the i'll I'll say lowly broncos yeah yeah you know and and having lived in mediocrity for so long uh the the start that the dolphins are at right now I'm always very tempered with my my expectations, my hopes, because it's like, all right, what's the catch? What's the catch? But, you know, just seeing this team play on the first three weeks, I mean, they're starting to draw comparisons to the greatest show on turf. Um, you know, just between Tyreek and Waddle and Tua, um, even Raheem Moster is, you know, proving his worth yet again. Um, and then last last week, I mean, just an anomaly. You know, it's hard to, to I, looking at stats and, you know, comparisons against the Bills. And it's hard to take last week putting up 70 points and saying that's going to be normal because we all know it's not normal. Those stats are not going to be normal. Um, but when you look at them side by side, man, does it look good? <laughs> oh, you yeah. Know, Tyreek over 400 yards receiving already. Two is over a thousand yards passing. Um, you know, both Mostert and uh, Achin are both over 200 yards rushing. So, like, times are good in the offense of Miami. Oh, my God. They're 10.2 yards per play. <laughs> yeah. Every single play they snapped. Yeah. And, and you know, things, uh, you know, and th- you knew things were going their way when Mike White comes in. I think it was first first pass of, of when he came in to uh, Robbie Chosen, 68 yards, I think it was, for a touchdown. And it's like, yeah, what do you do? You know, they're just in that zone. Everything's going right. Um, 
it was it was a game for the record books. Well, and I think, of course, for the record books. And I'll say this, um, you know, McDaniel is a better human being than I think I am, because I would have definitely kicked a field goal for the NFL record of scoring. Like, I, I just how many times are you can have that opportunity in your life? Exactly. It hasn't happened in like 60 years or 70 years or something that that, yeah. that many points have been scored. You know, let let your players and yourself go down in history, even if the Broncos, you know, maybe feel bad about yeah. that or. But I mean, I, I heard the media bit where he was like, I, I believe in karma and I feel like maybe that would have bit us. Um, so it seems like Mike McDaniel is a little bit like Miami Dolphins fans in the like waiting for something bad to happen because it, it's been so good. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So. Yeah. But and then the Bills, I mean, the Bills are right there. You know, they it was uh, uh, weather wise, it was a pretty awful game in, in Washington last week. It was drizzly the whole game. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, yeah. I'll get into kind of the Bills and and Washington matchup. And I think that coming into this year, the the story of the Buffalo Bills offense was, you know, okay, rinse and repeat with Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs, get James Cook going as the new like RB one in the backfield, see how he does, uh, and you know, really lean on a rebuilt offensive interior um, line because. As a you know, I'm sure you saw in the Bills' three matchups against the Dolphins last year, that the middle of the line, the, the guards, maybe not the center so much. Mitch Morris has always been pretty solid, but the, the guards and interior pressure on Josh Allen was always there because mm-hmm. they had super subpar play, um, you know, at the guard position. And so they upgraded both positions. They have Connor McGovern um, at left guard, and they have uh, the rookie Osiris Torrance, who's been a lovely, lovely surprise. Um, took took the job right away from Ryan Bates, who's the incumbent starter, um, and has been playing really well. I, I think that the they did not get they gave up maybe one sack on Josh Allen last or no 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 sacks last week against the vaunted Washington defensive line, which is all first rounders. Um, they didn't sniff him. I think they hit him one time, but they didn't bring him down, and it was an amazing you know display. Because that that's been the story is if the Bills, you know, against the Jets on Monday night, even without Aaron Rodgers, because he only played four snaps, uh, which is just like a whole other another thing. I'm sure you yeah. have feelings about oh, that. Yes. AFC yeah. East, uh, yeah. fellow AFC East fan. Um, but yeah, even without, you know, Aaron Rodgers playing more than a single series, the Bills suffered because the Jets defense was getting into Josh Allen's face. And when you get into Josh Allen's face, that's a recipe to ruin his game. He'll start throwing mm-hmm. interceptions and try to, you know, play hero ball. And the Dolphins were able to Christian Wilkins, um, Jalen Phillips, who I'm actually somewhat relieved is not going to be playing in this game because <laughs> he he tend, he tended to eat, you know, yeah. um, Brown's lunch, Spencer Brown's lunch every single time, every snap, unless there was a chip or help on the edge. Um, so I'm really excited to to see see that he's. I, I hope he's good. I hope he heals up, you know, take a rest, you take a beat. It's okay. Get that, you know, oblique muscle all repaired yeah. and we'll see you next week. Yep. Um, so yeah, I think that's been the story the bills and the, the Washington commanders. I think it was, you know, can this, the Washington defensive line get pressure on Josh Allen, make him make mistakes and they can't. And that's been the story for two weeks now against the Raiders, against the, the commanders is good, clean pockets. Josh Allen making smart, smart plays with the ball really taking what the defense gives him, everyone playing him with the two high shell, which they have for three years now, um, but him being much more uh, meticulous with propagating the ball down the field. And I think that that's, you know, if he can do that, I think that's where where they can compete with the Dolphins' insanely high-powered offense is, you know, the Bills to this point have had multiple 9- or 10-minute drives spanning 11 to 16 plays. And they are really tough to get off the field. Um, unless a pass rush is, is really effective, they're able to find options in the middle of the field or on the edges. They have some pretty unique play design. Nothing like this crazy arena league stuff we're seeing from the Dolphins, but you know, they've they've been good at getting people open in space. So it's gonna I think it's gonna be a good matchup. Um and yeah, like I said, they you know the, the end score of that commander's game was far more looked far more like a, a beatdown than the actual game. It was Entering the fourth quarter, it was like 16 to, to three or something like that. So um, it was not out of it was not out of hand until late in the late in the game. 
Yeah, yeah. Looking at, um, I actually sat in fantasy football the Bills defense last week. Oh, that's a and, that's a mistake. Yeah, you know, and because I'm like, ah, I don't know with the weather. Yeah. I don't know what's going to happen. A week. Well, Sam Howell was looking. Sam Howell, right? You know, and uh, I made the mistake, and I'm like, oh, Jacksonville's playing at home because I'm kind of streaming some defense this year. Jacksonville at home against the Texans, and that did not happen. But to put up 31 fantasy points tells me that towards the end of the game is when they really poured it on defensively when, you know, Washington had to go to completely to the pass, you know, and kind of played into their strength a little bit for the Bills, their secondary. Well, yeah, that's accurate. I think that, you know, for the Bills and that game against Washington in general, um, certainly against the Raiders and then the Commanders. Uh, the biggest surprise for that Bills defense has been um, replacing uh, Tremaine Edmonds, who is always seen as this like athletic, talented, amazing, you know, uh, physical specimen in middle linebacker. But the problem amongst Bills Mafia was always that he never did anything with that amazing, talented, you know, those mm-hmm. gifts. Like he, I mean, never did anything is maybe unfair. I've always been a Tremaine Edmonds supporter and defender to to fellow Bills Mafia to say like, well, you know, there's no stat for quarterbacks not throwing a slant to the middle of the field because there's a condor sitting in that zone, right? Like there was always kind of hidden stats that he was making by just erasing parts of the field. And that's all fine and good. But you still want to see like sacks, fumble recoveries, interceptions. And Terrell Bernard picked in the third round last year and sort of buried on the depth chart and yeah, I think he had 12 snaps or something on the field on the starting offense last year. Um, had, had a great offseason, seemingly good training camp, got injured in training camp, didn't play a single snap in the preseason, and then started week one. Looked okay against the Jets. Definitely had something to do with the uh, alignment that that gave up the 80-yard you know, rushing uh, single snap for Brees Hall. Um, but then in week week two, week three, last, last week he had two sacks, an interception, uh, a fumble recovery. He's the first player to do that since Brian Urlacher um, in, in a single game. And mm-hmm. he is he's looking very good. He just seems to have a, a natural nose for the ball. He's much more athletic than many of the middle linebackers the Bills have had for a, a while. Include Tremaine Edmonds. He's not, he doesn't have the size of Tremaine Edmonds. He can get bullied in the run game. And I worry about that against this Dolphins rushing attack because I think that's the biggest difference from last year is the Dolphins look extremely good at running the ball and run blocking. Mm-hmm. They're averaging like 2.7 yards before contact for the running backs, which is like third or fourth in the league. It might even lead the league. Um, so they're basically able to keep their running backs clean until they're already in positive yardage, which is excellent. Yeah, you know, and I attribute that. You know, I I know we talked about uh, Mike Jacecki. You know, in the off season, what was going to happen with him? He left for New England, and you know, they, they kept a couple guys, brought in a few guys that could actually help with the block, right? Mm-hmm. That was always his downside. And so between him, Alec Ingold, you know, being a fullback, being able to give that, you know, first layer of uh, of support for the running backs, you know, that just seems to be, you know, uh, seems to be doing the trick, you know, and, and plus the fear of Tua just dropping a dime right to Tyree. Yeah has the defenses playing on their heels, which allows them to run yep. just a little bit better. Um, so, yeah, I'm I'm excited. You know, and I think this game coming up against the uh, the Bills, uh, it's going to be one in the trenches. It's going it, it really truly is, you know. Um, you know, both have excellent wide receivers. Um, James Cook is doing phenomenal as a running back for the Bills. Uh, and so it's really going to be, you know, which... Which line is going to win, you know, in, in the trenches, I think, and that'll determine it. Uh, yeah, it's, I, I'm just getting, it has that, uh, has that play on vibe to it, that feel to it already. Oh, for sure. And I, I think, like I said, you know, it's, it, these teams are likely going to play three times this year and, and it, this is step one, right? And mm-hmm. the, the thing I was like chatting with some of my Bills fans, uh, friends about that's like, I'm, I'm worried about is like, we both have pretty insufferable fan bases. When yeah. it comes to like trash talk, right? Like I, I, I'll say that like Bills fans can be super annoying and, and kind of ridiculous. Um, and 
no matter who comes out victorious tomorrow, the other team is going to have all the way till week 18 to rub it in the face, right? Like that is, that's going to be, I think that's a big thing is like the the next time these, these teams play is the very last week of the year. Mm -hmm. And so it's a long season from tomorrow until the end. And so it's January before they actually see each other again. And like, that's going to be the thing of like the, the revenge match isn't going to come for a long time. And then it might be the kind of thing where they play week 18 and then they play again the following week. Exactly. Again. Yeah. And what'll be real interesting to that is, uh, unlike in many years past, Miami's playing October 1st in Buffalo. Normally they're playing in December in Buffalo, you know, and Buffalo travels down to Miami in September, October, which we hate, which yeah, everyone should hate. Everyone hates, right? And, and so it's interesting line. how the weather is yeah. going to potentially change, but not because it's you know insanely cold against you know when they play each other but because it's going to be kind of warm for both it's going to be pleasant yeah yeah like it's going to be nice a nice cool fall day for the the team coming up from miami and for the bills it's going to be what they expect you know 70 degrees and sunshine yeah 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 so that's well and i will say this too i think that that's the thing is like for both of the games in the regular season last year there was like sort of this thing where it's like, well, you know, the, the bills lost six players during the course of the game to heat stroke Mm -hmm. in the first meeting and lost by a field goal and then, or two points. And then in the second meeting, a blizzard started when Tua had the opportunity to bring the team back. So like the snow played a 12th man on the field for the last couple drives, um, protecting the bills lead. And so like, I think that you're right. It's a, another storyline of this game is there should be no excuses, right? Like right. both teams are missing one key starter on defense. Mm-hmm. Both teams have like a potentially dinged up, you know, player here or there um, that is trying to work through something around, you know, I think Micah Hyde had a little bit of a back thing going on. Jordan Porter is out. Of course, that's a defensive starter. I yep. mentioned uh, Jalen Phillips, your best pass rusher is yep. out. I just saw Von Miller's is out as well. Yeah. Well, yeah. he's been out. So oh, he, he has they, been out. Okay. Yeah. They started, he started the, um, the year on pup. Okay. So he wasn't, be, he was never going to be expected back okay. before the Jaguars game. Gotcha. And my guess is that they'll keep him out for the Jaguars. Like they won't make him play in London. Um, they'll probably wait till he, you know, they'll wait till the, the night game against the giants the week after to bring Von back on the okay. field. Um, to give him a chance, but we'll, we'll see. I mean, we'll see, but yeah, yeah there he was never expected for this one, right. but that, that is an, you know, bring that up. And that's an interesting thing. The Buffalo bills have a couple of things going for them. One, they're, they're tied for the lead league in sacks and two, they have the highest per sack percentage and the lowest blitz percentage. And when you have a team that has the highest sack percentage on per snap basis and the lowest blitz percentage mm-hmm. on a per snap basis, that means that their front four are getting done like they're right. beating their one-on-one matchups because they're not sending extra pressure right and they're getting home and so that's going to be a curious thing here because i think that what we've seen from tua is that his average time to release is like it was like 2.4 seconds which was like one of the fastest in the league last last year this year it's 2.2 like he's somehow mm-hmm. gone from fastest in the league to fasterest in the league like he yeah. And yeah. that is the kind of, that that's the best way to negate a pass rush. That's a lot of what the Bills have been doing too. Is against the Washington Commanders, Josh Allen was not holding on to the ball like we've seen Josh Allen do. He wasn't extending plays and running around the backfield. He was basically like delivering it, throwing it away, or like getting a couple yards with his legs, and that was that. Right? They also handed it off a lot, and that's the other thing is that the the story. I think you said the story is the trenches. I think the story is absolutely always the trenches. And in this game more so than that, because I think the dolphins are the best rushing team in the league. The bills are the third or fourth best rushing team in the league. Both teams have been susceptible to the run. And so that might be a, you know, yeah. You know, and, and honestly, like the defense is what worries me the most is, can they do enough to contain the Bills' offense to ensure that the Miami offense can score enough points? Right, right. You know, um, that really, like, the first two games, it was really like that. It's like, all right, 
Can we do enough against the Chargers? Can we hold Eckler back enough? Can we contain Herbert enough to win? And we just did. Yeah. You know, 36-34 isn't, you know. Yeah, that's, that's a dicey, uh, isn't the that's way a dicey you want to start the season. Yeah. But it's a win, right? Right. Um, And, you know, and then last week, like I said, it's just, it's hard to talk about last week as if it's normal. Right. Because we all know it's not. Um, and so I think back to week one, week two, and it's like, all right, they did just enough. They looked good enough against New England. Um, you know, the storyline week one was Miami's offense. Storyline week two was they went up to New England and contained New England defense. You know, the defense stepped up. Um, you know, perhaps week three is what happens when everything comes together, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so it'll be very interesting to see which defense shows up. Is it the San Diego Charger defense? Is it the Patriot defense? Yeah. Yeah, and I think for the Bills, I think the question is, um, can they, you know, will they have consistency? They had the advantage against the Raiders and the Commanders of playing with the lead enough that the other teams didn't feel like they could run the ball. Mm-hmm. Because when they did run the ball, even Brian Robinson last week against the Commanders, on like one drive, the commanders were moving the ball down the field almost no problem at all because they were running it and he was getting like seven, eight, 12 yards on each rush. That I'm terrified of Achain mm-hmm. because he's ridiculously speedy or anybody when they do kind of those orbit motions, they'll do some stuff with reverses with Waddle with Hill. Like I think that around the edges, especially with the Bills team, especially with a brand new middle linebacker who has to do their alignments, their gap responsibilities and communicate. I think that's the problem is that that you saw a defense with the Patriots against the Dolphins who was able to like try to slow down Tua and the, that attack by cluttering the middle of the field, being physical in the, mm-hmm. you know, with Hill at the line and different things like jamming. They use three safeties a lot. The Bills can do that stuff, but it's not their it is not their like bread and butter. Their bread and butter is nickel, right? They have mm-hmm. standard alignment, four two with a nickel and We'll see how that looks because they're susceptible around the edges. We're going to see some rushing and it might be, it might be way more a story of the running backs on both sides of the ball versus, you know, the, the linebackers, the opposing defense. Yeah. than it is Tua versus the corners or Josh Allen versus mm-hmm. your corners. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. Yeah, I agree. So yeah, it's, it's, uh, I'm excited. You know, I, it's, it's not often as a Dolphins fan that you get excited about stuff, you know, and and to see this offense coming together and, you know, you look forward to, next, you know, every week, you know, oh, what's going to come next? Are they going to try something new, something different? Um, you know, I'm excited Waddle's back after missing last week. Um, the fact you know, that I, your team scored 70 know. points without Waddle is just, it's criminal. Like, it's yeah. ridiculous. You yeah. have five rushing touchdowns between your two two lead running backs. Yeah, it's it's just, it's incredible. Um, so, yeah, I think no matter what Miami does, even if they do win, it's still going to feel like a little bit of a letdown because it's like, ah, oh, they didn't score five rushing touchdowns, you it's, know, and Tua didn't throw yeah. for 350 yards again. Well, and this is the kind of thing that like Dan and I talk about on the pod all the time is when your team starts to have success, you become a spoiled little brat about everything, right? Like yeah. with yeah. a good football team and a football team who can win in like confident, dominating fashion, when they don't, when they squeak something out like a 36-34 win, you're like, well, they left so many plays in the field and they really need to tighten this up. And, and it's you yeah. talk like as if they lost. Because, yep. you know, when you have a team that you expect to win, how they win style points matter and yes. become so, so incredibly spoiled. Yes. You know, as you say that, I feel that way actually with baseball, you know, oh, watching yeah. the Phillies play. Yeah. You know, just that expectation every week as a spoiled Philly fan, right? It's got to like, just be like a crushing victory every it, Exactly. Yeah. You know, if Schwarber doesn't hit two home runs, if Harper doesn't hit a home like it's a disappointment. Yeah. You're like, Even wow. if they do get the win, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you won so normal yeah. baseball. God. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Right. It's like, so. I get that. That's the same thing. You know, we, for you, it's like if Hill doesn't, I think he has like 540 yards in three, three games this season. Like it's bananas. It's disgusting. Yeah. yeah it's disgusting. Like for a Dolphins fan, like they're disappointed 
Hill doesn't, you know, go for over a hundred and at least a tutty, you know, exactly. and that's like not, that is top tier best of the league wide receiver numbers for yep. a single game. Um, and it's the same for Bills fans. I think it, you know, you hear it from Bills fans and like Josh Allen had like 80% completion rate in the Raiders game. And they're like, well, he didn't throw any bombs. It's like, what do you want from him? Like exactly. he had like two touchdowns and he exactly he probably the ball down the field. He was 80% plus accurate. Like, and he ran for one, like what, what, what more? Yeah. Could he but yeah, you start to get real, you know, real, real spoiled. Um, all right. So let's, let's transition to a, a, a little segment. Um, I'll ask you, what is one thing that you are worried about? What's the one thing you're most worried about matchup or it could be part of your team, part of the bills team. You know, which, which Josh Allen shows up, I think, is it the MVP Josh Allen that shows up or is it the, I get, you know, you get under pressure a little bit and they're just going to like start chucking, you know. Falls down the middle and get intercepted or get super flustered, you know. Uh, and I think one of the reasons why he's had s- success so far this season has been the ability to hand the ball off. Mm-hmm. You know, looking through last year, even like every time it just felt like he was trying to be too much of a Mahomes, right? Just like tuck the ball and run. It's like you got to trust your running back. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and now that you know uh, James Cook is there, he's hitting that ball off. Cook's having a great season so far, starting yeah. the season, you know, and so that that has to help, you know, uh, Josh Allen out, and so that's that's who I'm worried about the most, honestly. Um, is Je- but like also MVP Josh Allen is that is MVP yeah, Josh okay. Allen yeah. right? Yeah. Home game against the Dolphins, yeah. Yeah. playoff feel like who's going to show up, right? You yeah, know, yeah. and it's funny you say that because on the pod I've been referring to the other Josh Allen, the one who throws interceptions and get frazzled. I re- referred to him as Gosh Allen, mm. and um, because there was somebody produced a meme and it was they superimposed um, Napoleon Dynamite's face on Josh Allen's body under his mask, and he's got like tater tots and his like play sheet on his on his like wrist, and it says I'm Gosh Allen. I'll throw as many interceptions as I want. Gosh. Mm-hmm. Like, so that's a dated reference. I'm sorry for anyone who's less than 40 um, or 35. But uh, but yeah, so that, that's the Gosh Allen. I hope Josh Allen MVP candidate shows up, not Gosh Allen. But you're right. That's that's something to be worried about. For me, I have a similar worry about Gosh Allen. My actual great, my biggest concern with this game, though, is the Buffalo Bills secondary is slow. They are incredibly disciplined technicians and they play a scheme that Sean McDermott's calling these plays, you know? And so it's, it's going to be, there's going to be wrinkles there that, that um, McDaniel hasn't seen because Leslie Frazier is a different play caller. We mm-hmm. can tell that now with three, three weeks of, of evidence. Um, Sean McDonald, uh, Sean McDermott is a little bit more aggressive, but not with blitzing. He's aggressive with simulated pressure. He will sugar the A-gaps. He'll put both linebackers, Milano and um, uh, Terrell Bernard, right up either side of the center. And then one of them's backing out. One of them's potentially coming or looping. And at the end of the, you know, after the snap, only four guys are rushing. So it's not a blitz. But the offensive lines for each of the teams the Bills have played, including the Jets, have had a real hard time knowing who's coming. And getting the angles right, which is why mm-hmm. you've seen Leonard Floyd go for, I think, three or four sacks this this year so far. Um, A.J. Epineza has a sack. A.J. Epineza um, has been the bane of your, I think it's your right tackle's existence since his college days. They were in a bowl game together, and Epineza had three sacks on him. And so, and then Epineza actually knocked Tua out in their first meetup two years right. ago in his rookie year. Um, and so that's, you know, that's a matchup to watch, but yeah, so my biggest concern with the with the Bills is their their slow defense. So they're I got kind of off on a tangent talking about McDermott coaching and, and the pressure. Um, but they're incredibly technique sound. They play an excellent form of zone. They tend to squeeze routes, they tend to not give up a lot of space, but they are not fast. The fastest mm. player, you know, Tredavious White is a fast corner, 
but he's not a really fast corner. He's not Sauce Gardner. He's not going to run step for step with anybody that you have out there catching passes for the Dolphins. He's going to be in good position. He's going to use the sideline as as an extra defender. He's going to mm-hmm. like leverage, right? Because that's how, how that's what he's excellent at. And I'd say he's probably one of the better corners in the league in those things. But he's not a burner. Um, the opposite corner whose name escapes me right now. So I'm going to look at my depth chart real quick. Um, who is a Christian Benford. Um, I, I get Terrell Bernard and Christian Benford. I think I might've said Terrell Benford. Um, Christian Benford is a sixth round rookie or second year corner that won the job over their number one overall pick last year. Kair Elam. Kair Elam can literally run with nobody can run with Hill. He could probably run with Waddle. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the fastest corner, naturally gifted corner on the team. He's been inactive every one of the first three weeks because he does costly penalties at times when he absolutely shouldn't, you know, third and 10, third and 12, he'll, he'll do the PI that they're mm-hmm. looking for. Um, he makes, yeah, he makes some bonehead plays. He gets burned and torched on double moves. So he hasn't been great, but he's the only player on the roster. I think who could probably have the kind of speed they need. And then we have. Jordan Poor is out. Micah Hyde is old and coming off of a neck surgery injury lost season. And so he's just got an interception last week. But both he and Poyer looked very old in their first two weeks. So they're 30 plus. Yeah. I'm so worried about that. That is the thing. (laughs) I'm terrified of the, um, the Dolphins just absolutely violating this Buffalo Bills secondary because they are, they're slower. They're, Mm -hmm. So I think that they, you know, Tua passes successfully to his first read over 80% of the time. And some people would say, well, that's because, you know, if you don't, if you don't give him his first read, he, you know, you can beat him. No, don't think that way. The way I think about it, because I've watched the film, is that Tua knows exactly who's going to be open and when and where before the ball is snapped and immediately after the ball is snapped. If the Bills want any hope at all in this game, they have to make sure that that first read is unexpectedly covered. Right, which, which they they can do like they're one of the better secondaries in the in the league at disguising coverage and those sorts of things. But right. if they don't, because that's how two has been beating people with his mind before he even throws the ball on these snaps. That's why his his first read is there eighty percent of the time. Plus, yeah, yeah, you know, I was looking at the Bills uh, team stats and individual stats um, earlier today, and hearing you talk about how slow. The secondary is, but they're very sound, you know, technique wise makes a lot of sense when you look at the team stats in, in many ways that your top tacklers are all your linebackers, um, your your middle defense guys, not your true secondary. Yeah. But when you look over at, you know, interceptions and everything like that and um, different knockdowns and whatnot, you see that come through with the secondary where they're not getting the tackle, but it's because they knocked the ball down or forced an incomplete pass and, you know, all those different things. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that all rolls out, um, you know, and will, as long as Tua has enough time, yeah, we can beat that secondary. But it's a matter of the offensive line for the Dolphins keeping the defensive line in check for the Bills yeah. to give Tua that time. To if if that first read is not right, to then pivot over to make that second option, um, which would probably be Hill first option, Waddle second option, go from there. I, I mean, absolutely. I think that's the you know I'll I'll start the next the next question in the segment, which is what am I excited about? What am I hopeful for my team? Um, and that is exactly it. it's it's defensive line pressure. It's I am so hopeful that they can cover for more than two and a half seconds and cause Tua to go to a second read. Because when Tua is pressured this season, just in these three games, um, when he's when he's not facing pressure and gets the ball out kind of on his own time, and his time is very fast, um, when he is not pressured, his QBR is like 134. It's like almost perfect. Mm-hmm. When he is pressured, it's 50. So we know this. Like, this is most quarterbacks, right? It's not like a, I'm not... Break, you know, breaking the internet with, with, hey, if you get pressure in the face of a quarterback, they tend to do poorly. Um, but his is kind of more poorly because if you look at somebody like Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen, 
theirs is definitely not 134 on their own time because they're I mean, I will say not even Patrick Mahomes has the kind of release point accuracy and leading his his wide receivers into space that Tua has. And we know this. This is statistically mm-hmm. represented by Tua's season last year. Like without the injury loss games, he, you know, crushed that statistic. He tends to put the ball in the best possible place. Um, and so neither Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes is that person, but they do the second reaction play a little bit better than Tua. Right. And so they drop from, you know, not 130, of course, but from 112, which is where they kind of live, to like 80. Mm-hmm. Tua goes from 130 to 50. And so that's yeah. that's the thing I'm hopeful for. The Bills had nine sacks on Sam Howell last week. Sam Howell is an incredibly sackable quarterback, though. He's This is his first season starting. Um, Sean McDermott improved as a head coach to 7-0 and against quarterbacks making their first season starts. Uh, and so, or their first full season of starting and so um it's really you know it's something that i'm hopeful for that the bills can can really the new new look defensive line which and when i say new look i mean addition of leonard floyd who's filling a gap while um, von miller's still out and then greg rousseau and aj epineza have looked a little bit better and more refined in their year two and year three seasons Um, and finally, Ed Oliver has the highest pressure rate of an interior defensive lineman on pass rushes, pass rush snaps in the NFL to this point. And that I think is, it's surprising to me. I mean, I have, I lived through the Marcel Darius era Mm -hmm. where the bills, Marcel Darius, who was statistically by the eye test, good, got his contract, literally stopped playing football as soon as he got paid. Started just drag racing and screwing around and eventually left the team. I think he was he a dolphin for a while. Marcel Darius. Oh gosh. He, I, I thought he went south somewhere. I don't know if it was the Dolphins or like the yeah. Buccaneers or somewhere. But anyway, yeah. Marcel Darius was 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 a great player until he got paid and then wasn't. Ed Oliver was a good player and then he got paid and is what what I think is kind of rare sometimes has elevated his game to prove he's worth his money, which is really, like, really, really nice to see from the Bills mm-hmm. because he was an 11th overall pick when they picked him, and he has underwhelmed to this point, had a couple flash games here and there. But the the pass rush is what I'm really excited about to see. And I think also you have, uh, who's your center, Connor Williams? Uh, yeah. Had a little bit of a groin thing going on, left the game last week against the Broncos. Looks like he's going to play this week. Right. But that's a tough injury to play through for a, a lineman who's in a squat stance all the time. Yep. Yeah. So, so hopefully it was just kind of a, a little a tweak, tweak and yeah. you know and you're already up, you know, whenever it was. So why force oh yeah. Why force a play? That's so, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. You know, and, and I'm most excited about um just to see everyone together healthy. Um, Waddles back, Hill, Tua, Raheem, Devon, like everyone. It just, it, it's amazing what happens when everything clicks together. Yeah. Um, and so I feel like this coming week is going to be the real test, you know, against a playoff team, um, against a division rival away. And so I'm just really excited to see what they can do. Yeah. You know, um, despite, Putting up seventy points last week, they're two and a half point underdogs. At least last I saw, right? Yeah, that's you know, which is so, really just a push game because that's the home is. team. That's the home team. That's the home team advantage. Yeah. yeah, but I'm just I'm excited to see the just the offense all together and see what they can do truly against the playoff team. Um, yeah. I feel like the Chargers are just the Chargers, right? They're they're always that hey playoff hopes this year yeah. you know Herbert's our guy Eckler you know um, Keenan Allen but then they always fall flat yeah you know How- the Phillips River hangover yeah the the Phillips Rivers like effect which is like so bizarre because you'd think that they were like for the longest time in the AFC everyone's like well the Chargers you know if Philip Rivers just was a little bit better in the playoffs or leading up to the playoffs they they could go all the way. And mm-hmm. then he he retires and they get Herbert. Okay, finally. Finally, they're going to be like one of those upper echelon teams. But they just always charge her down. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So um, real quick, I'm curious 
to get your quick takes um, with Stefan Diggs. You know, he just seems just to kind of be doing his thing. But like, is he really happy in Buffalo? That's like, what's question. what's going on? You know? And, yeah. So. I mean, this is all speculation and, and it was like all kinds of speculation over the summer. I think that the, the media made Stefan Diggs kind of sitting out the first day of mandatory minicamp. They made a lot, they made a mountain out of a molehill a little bit mm-hmm. on that in some regards. I think that the, the truth behind it was that he had meetings with Josh Allen, with Ken Dorsey, with coach McDermott was upset and like really disappointed. And like the base, the way that he sounded in interviews, it sounds like he's really upset with the way the teams ended each year that he wants to get a ring. Of course, he's a massive competitor. The whole, the whole front office, everybody on the team respects that. <clears throat> and that's like, that's the stuff that they've talked about, right? Like Brandon Bean, coach McDermott, they've both talked about how Steph is a competitor. We, we communicate really well. We, we have those conversations. He tells us what he, you know, wants to see and, and wants to do. We tell them what we need to see, need to do. Um, and they, they've openly said that they've worked through that conversation. I will say that if Stefan Diggs does not make it deeper into the playoffs this season, I don't think he's like super bowl or I'm, I'm going to like hold out or something like that. But I do think that he expects the bills to make a super deep run AFC mm-hmm. championship, Anything less than an AFC championship, and I feel like Stefan, there's going to be a Stefan Diggs problem in Buffalo. Right, right, right. Yeah, I'll say this too. I think part of it there was a lot of off the field drama with Josh Allen last year. There was a lot of just general, you know, overcoming adversity that the Buffalo Bills team had. They had Demar Hamlin that incident. the The soul of the team was kind of sucked out on that mm-hmm. Monday night against Cincinnati, and it showed in the year in the weeks past. Right, like they were just. They, they did not look the same team. They did not, they didn't seem fired up. And so right. there was a lot of off the field stuff. And, and some of that off the field stuff was like Josh Allen, you know, ending a long-term relationship and maybe he didn't have his head in football and he's big time Josh. Now he's on the cover of Madden. He's on like all these, you know, Verizon ads and whatnot. And so I feel like, and this is just speculation at this point, the stuff about, Hey, we talked, you know, he's a competitor. He wants to go far, et cetera, et cetera. That was all, they, they stated that. This is what people in Bill's Mafia are speculating. We're speculating that big time Josh maybe wasn't paying enough attention to football at the end right. of last season. And Stefan Diggs is pissed about it. And yeah. So Hollywood Josh is what my, my wife calls him. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. You know, I had Stefan Diggs on my fantasy team last year and towards the end of the year. Yeah. It just frustrated me. It's like, do I bench him at this right. point? Because I can't trust him. Four, um, four or five receptions for 40 yards. Right. Yeah. And one of the things that frustrated me. Um, and I don't know if it's a frustration point for him or not, but the red zone usage yeah. just seems to be very low with him. Um, you know, it always seems like it's a Josh Allen run for a touchdown, Yep. you know, so it, it's just interesting. Well, I'll tell you from a bill standpoint, the, when you bring up the red zone and stuff on digs, I think that the problem they have is that teams, and this is a general problem for the bills, not just in the red zone, but from tip, tip to tail, the whole field. The Bills still do not have a super reliable wide receiver, too. Gabe Davis, I think, is a good player. I think he's a good player. I think Dawson Knox is a good tight end. I think that Dalton Kincaid is on pace to break a rookie tight end receiving record in terms mm-hmm. of receptions. Like, he's had a couple each game, and that's the, the bar is surprisingly low for rookie tight ends, apparently. Um, but, like, it was because he has not been a world burner, but he's like on mm-hmm. pace to like be a prolific, you know, rookie tight end. So, the problem I think that they have is that when the Bills get down in the red area and the, t- the you know field tightens down, teams just focus on Stephon Diggs, and then and then it's Josh Allen. Like Stephon Diggs right. is double covered. That's two people that, if, especially if they're on the opposite side of the field, are going to tackle Josh Allen. So he has the, a, a little bit of an advantage, can make some things happen. Um, and so you know it's really that the Bills don't have enough of a threat from their other weapons to give Stefan Diggs one-on-one matchups. And the thing that's, that's wild about that is like Stefan Diggs doesn't even need a one-on-one matchup. He beat contested catches against two or three DBs at a time because he's just such a technician, surprisingly big for his small frame, like when it comes to the catch point. So yeah. 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 No, I, as a, I'm also, I think I'm in, I'm in four fantasy football leagues and in two of them, Stefan Diggs is my wide receiver one. 
and he's on pace right now. I mean, he's he's averaging like a hundred yards a game over that pat even in the Jets game, I think he topped yeah. hundred. So he's he's doing well, but I, I'm I'm also worried, you know. I'm worried about a Stefan Diggs problem this offseason. I'm not worried this season. I think he's you know, unless things really come off the rails, he'll he'll be there. Yeah. Last question I gotta ask you. Yeah. And I'm surprised it hasn't come up yet in the forty five minutes we've been on. Taylor Swift. She uh Going to help the, the Chiefs or going to hurt the Chiefs? Distraction or not distraction? So I will say this, um, you know, Tay-Tay uh, has a checkered past with, with her, you know, relationships. And I guess she was just with a pre- the previous boyfriend for like seven years. So I don't want to say mm-hmm. that, but like she's she's built an empire on breakups songs, right? Like Exactly. Yeah. And th- so that's the thing that's like so curious to me is like, I think that I'll say this. I think that Travis, Kelsey and Taylor Swift's courtship is adorable i like a romantic comedy as much as anybody and how Mm -hmm. they ended up getting together and the fact that she like basic i don't think she knows anything about football that's just all i just that's cute i think it's a media storm i don't think it's actually gonna negatively impact the chiefs whatsoever unless she decides to break up with travis kelsey which i'm really hoping for sometime in january exactly i want a heartbroken kelsey despondent and incapable of get you know hitting his blocks or catching the ball and I, I think that i can speak for both bills fans and dolphins fans that that would be a lovely addition to the chiefs playoff it sure would if kelsey all of a sudden was ineffective because of a broken heart so yeah. i mean that's my opinion of it as it stands i don't know that it's going to add anything to the team and i and unless you know like i said unless we have a heartbroken despondent kelsey i don't think it's going to subtract yeah yeah i i can appreciate that's good, that yeah. that's a good question though yeah um for i have one for you um how how is like the dolphins fan base feeling about to tua's health and like the worries about tua staying healthy it's always for me it's on the back of my mind it's always there, it's always there right it's, it's always there exactly but i mean Coming into the pre into preseason and the training camp, I mean, the dude put on muscle. He looked sharp, mm-hmm. um, you know, with his mind. You know, he was uh, training camp looked really, really good. He just he looks more comfortable in the pocket as well. Um, now I don't know if that some of that's due to just because of his release time or what, but like. He just seems like a completely different player this year compared to last year. That's good. Yeah. I think, you know, I, I know that the, the whole kind of game changes if two is not there, right? Like that's, we've seen Mike white from the bills perspective for many games. Yeah. Um, and we're not afraid of Mike white. We are afraid of Tua and I would never wish injury. And I, I hope he stays healthy because I think he's a really special football player. So it's good to hear that he looks different, that he looks, you know, capable. Because I think the whole like Josh Allen versus Tua is like could be the new Kelly Marino. It very well could and be. And that's 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 I think that's good for football, even though, you know, I'm closing in on a heart attack every time, you know, the, these two teams are gonna go against each other when they're when yeah. they're all on the field. And and that's yeah. I think that's a good subtext of this of this whole game is that we each team is missing one key starter on defense. And otherwise, mm-hmm. it's, you know, full boat, you know, full power, full yeah. steam ahead. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So how about it? You want to you wanna hit some score predictions and get out of here? Let's go. All right. So um, as our guest, you know, certainly go first. What What is a, you know, what's a stat prediction that you think would probably come true? And then how do you think this game turns out? Yeah. Um, I'm going to go uh, a stat prediction and say... Waddle, not Tyreek, will lead the team in receiving oh. for the Dolphins this yeah. week. That's a good um, one. Yep. And score prediction, I want to go 30-24 Dolphins. Okay. All right. That's a good one. Um, I, yeah, I <laughs> I like that score. I think that's about where I was I was thinking to go to. For a stat predi- prediction, I'm going to say um, Terrell Bernard gets a sack because he's gotten one in two games now. And the thing about Terrell Bernard, so he's an undersized 
linebacker. Looks like a safety playing linebacker. Very fast. Mm-hmm. Has an excellent nose for the football and is excellent on the rush. They sent him on a simulated pressure and they actually dropped um, maybe it was Rousseau or Leonard Floyd. So they dropped one of the ends in coverage and had Terrell Bernard loop and he like shot through this gap and he like made his body so small that the Washington commanders like didn't even see it happening until he like squirted through the gap and was and hit Sam Howell in less than two seconds. Like it was mm-hmm. that fast of a rush. And so I think that he gets a sack against Tua um, and continues his like amazing splash pl- play pace. Um, again, making everyone forget who Tremaine Edmonds was. So that's one stat. And I, I, I actually do like the, the Waddle out, out catches Hill or out, you know, um, more receiving yards than Hill, because I think the bills are going to work very, very hard to stop Hill. Right. And that's going to open things up for Waddle and, and, you know, probably the tight ends and probably the running backs. Um, and then for my, my game prediction, of course, you know, you're a Dolphins fan. I'm a bills fan. We're going to go, go home team on this. I'm saying Bills 27-24, like nail-biter. I don't think it's going to be like a 42-40 type game that some, no. you know, some people, because I think that both teams are going to, um, both teams are going to, they have good enough offenses. They're going to try to keep the opposing offense off the field and stick to the run game. So I think the number yep. of possessions is not going to be high enough for a massive shootout. Um, and so, yeah, I'm going to go Bills 27-24, last minute Tyler Bass field goal. I'm guessing Jason Sanders misses one. The the winds in in Highmark Stadium are swirling, and he has been somewhat inconsistent. Whereas Tyler Bass is the AFC Special Teams Player of the Month, so um, I like I like our chances in the kicking game. There we go. Good deal. Well, yep. Steve, this has been a delight as always. I appreciate you stepping up and uh, and filling in for this match. Yeah, happy to. It's always great to come in and talk about the Dolphins, what? especially this year. Yes, they look they look so dangerous. I'm terrified. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, uh, as always, if you you know like the podcast, like, share, and subscribe on any of the social media pa- platforms that you'll find us on. We're Buffalo Brett, and uh, I'll say this, and, and Steve, you can you can close however you like. No bills. Ends up. All right, all right. Take care, everybody.